Thanks for joining us today. My name is Devin Blankenbiller and we are in a series called Praying with Power. This is part four, prayers that get answered quickly. Prayers that get answered quickly. And, uh, and again, I just wanna encourage us in our prayer walk. I believe that praying is the most vital part of following Jesus. It's like breathing and it's difficult sometimes. And it takes a lot of faith to believe that when we pray, God hears us and that we're not just crazy or we're not just talking to ourselves or we're not just wasting our time. And it's also hard to pray because sometimes our prayers don't get answered quickly. And we wonder why our prayers aren't getting answered quickly. Or God, do you hear us at all? Because we don't see a result right away. We live in a culture where we want everything to happen right away, right? If it's, if it's not getting done by noon, then it's not getting done at all, right? If we have to wait for 15 seconds on our computers for the page to load, we get frustrated, right? And uh, if we go out and buy something, even if we don't have money, we're going to just buy it on credit um, because we want it now. And it's, it's the culture that we live in. And then therefore we bring that, the, that desire and that, those cultural attitudes to our faith in God. And, and many times when God doesn't answer our prayer by lunchtime, we think he doesn't hear us. Or sometimes we kind of have the attitude, God, if you don't answer me, you know, I'm not trusting in you anymore. Like we, we come to God with these, these wrong attitudes and these wrong hearts, you know, and, and a lot of times then we turn to doing it our own way. Well, I'm just going to do it myself because I can get it done quickly. And that's pride. Right? That's arrogance. And, and, and sometimes God will speak to us, hey, I want you to do this. You need to go and do this right now. But sometimes we just walk away from God and we think that we can handle everything on our own. We've been talking in church about the law of planting and that when you plant something, it takes time till a harvest comes, till you reap a harvest and you got to plant and then you have to wait. And prayer sometimes is like that. Sometimes there is prayers that take a long time time and we have to trust God's timing on it. I know I'm praying for my children's spouses and their families and that's a long prayer. That's not going to get answered for a while. We've been praying for a building's uh, new situation for us for the last 12 months and we're going to be praying for probably another year and a half on that and, and God takes some time to answer that and, and, and takes patience for us to wait in that. I've been praying for people to be saved for 20-30 years and, and recently have seen God answer some of those prayers but it's taken time and so sometimes prayer does take time but i believe there's there is a way to pray where we see answers immediately and i do believe that there is a powerful way to pray so that we can know god answers it right away and, and we see an example of this in the bible actually in the book of daniel and so i just want to encourage you grab a bible grab a, a bible device a uh, bible app on your phone or read after listening to this i encourage you to read daniel chapter 9. Now again, some of you might know Daniel because he was the guy who um, was a great man of God when Israel was in captivity to the Babylonians and he served the Babylonians with wisdom, but he also was faithful to God. And Daniel was thrown in the lion's den because he wouldn't um, obey the king's edict not to pray. Uh, Daniel had those three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, who were thrown in the fiery furnace, and they also um, were delivered miraculously, right? So that's the Daniel we're talking about. But Daniel chapter 9 is actually a passage we don't read a lot, and I want it to be an example for us, to, to, uh, for us today. Because when we start out in Daniel 9, Daniel is reading the prophet Jeremiah. He's reading the words of God spoken through the prophet of Jeremiah, seeking what God is saying about Israel in captivity. 
And in verse 3 of Daniel 9, it says, Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer. So we see this. He, he, he stops reading. He says, Then I turned my face to God in prayer. Now, when you, when you read the rest of this chapter, it records the prayer of Daniel. But when you get to the end in verse 21, I, I, want, you to, I want you to pick this up because this is incredible. It says in verse 21, it says, While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, Oh, Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out, and I have come to tell you that you are greatly loved. So Gabriel is an angel of God, right? One of the angels. And it says at the beginning when he was speaking in prayer, this angel was sent out from God. The angel literally says, as you started pleading for mercy, a word came from God to say, go to Daniel. Like God was answering Daniel's prayer quickly, right? And we want God to hear our prayers and we want our God to answer our prayers quickly sometimes. So I, I just want to look at this as an example to us because I think there's some things that we can learn from Daniel about how to pray so that we know that our prayers are answered quickly, okay? So first thing that I see here in Daniel is just his heart attitude, right? I see that Daniel, right, he prayed with the right heart, right? Because he said, I turned my face to the Lord, seeking him by prayer. See, there's something about when he says, I turned my face to the Lord. Other translations say, I set my face to God, right? In his heart, there was this determination that Daniel had that no matter what happened, he was going to pray and he was going to get an answer from God. I think sometimes we come to, to prayer as a last case effort. I, th I think sometimes we come to prayer with an attitude like, well, if God doesn't answer my prayer right away, I'll go do something else. And it's kind of like an option. But to Daniel, in his heart, prayer was the only option. It was all that he had to do was say, I am just setting my face and, and my will and my desire is for God to hear my prayer. And we need that heart when we pray, that determination. I mean, warriors don't go into battle and say, well, we'll try and if it doesn't work out, we'll just retreat. That's not their attitude going into battle. Their attitude is we are gonna fight and we are gonna win and if we don't win, we are gonna die. That's how determined victorious warriors are, right? And we need that attitude sometimes, right? We need to set our heart and our face. We need a resolution in our souls that say no matter what, I am seeking the Lord. I believe that it's more honorable and that God can do more through one man or woman whose face is set to him, who's determined with faith than God can do through a hundred people who have all this Bible knowledge, but their faith is wishy-washy. Isaiah 57 says, therefore I have set my face like flint and I know that I will not be put to shame. Meaning this flint, this hard rock that's immovable, that's what my face is like towards God. I am looking to God and God alone. He had the right heart attitude. Not only that, but it says that Daniel fasted. He, when he prayed, he fasted. It says he, he set his face towards the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleased for mercy with fasting 
and sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth and ashes was a form of mourning, right? And so here he is, he's fasting, which is when you deny yourself some of your normal pleasures. Normally fasting is when you withhold yourself from eating certain types of food or, or all food for a certain period of time. There's a lot of different types of fasting you can do. But again, the purpose of fasting is basically we put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation so that we will be more hungry and more desiring to hear and know what God wants for our lives. See, the truth is, when we eat a lot of food, right, and when we do everything that's comfortable for us, right, and when we, we just put ourselves into those places, we become lazy, right? We become complacent, right? Listen, we can eat our fill and we can have every desire we could possibly want. And then our desire for God dissipates like vapor in the air. And we have to recognize, right, that our hearts are wicked. It says in Jeremiah 17, the human heart is most deceitful above all things. It's desperately wicked. And fasting is when we have a focused time of prayer. Right? And, and when, we, when we fast, we say, God, I'm determined that this is what I want and I'm determined that you are going to hear my cry. I think every time I, I'm hungry when I'm fasting, I say, God, I want you more than I want food. Right? It, it pulls that laziness out. Right? Someone once said that fasting is like sharpening your spiritual axe. Right? When I'm spiritually dull, I need to fast because I know it sharpens me. Fasting is not I'm earning God's attention, like I'm doing something that God says, look how righteous he is. No, fasting is just pulling my desires, my earthly desires out of me and fighting against that so that I can fight in prayer and desire with God. You know, there's a story in Mark chapter nine where, where the disciples were praying for a young boy who was demon possessed and, and they couldn't do anything for him. And then Jesus came and cast out the demon. And they, they go to Jesus and say, Jesus, what do we do wrong? And he says, some demons only come out through prayer and fasting. Some, some answers only come through fasting. And so that's why it's so important why Daniel felt it important. Not only did Daniel pray with the right heart, and not only did he fast, but he, he prayed prayers of confession. If you look at verse 4, it says, I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We acted wickedly and rebellious, right? Turning aside from the commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes and our fathers and to the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belong righteousness, but to us open shame. See, Daniel confessed two things. One, he confessed the goodness and the righteousness of God. See, confession isn't just confessing bad things. Confessing is confessing who God is and his goodness and his righteousness. I know after every Sunday that I preach, I try to conf uh, practice confession. On my drive home, I just confess, God, anything good that, that happened in any person's heart today came from you, not from me. Right? So there's, there's good things to just take time to confess, God, you are holy, even though this world is all messed up and I'm having troubles in my family or I'm having troubles in my workplace or I'm discouraged and depressed. God, I recognize you are God and you are holy. You are righteousness. We confess these things. You know, it's cliche to say in the Christian world, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It kind of just comes out of our mouth sometimes. But we need to 
stop and think about that, that God never changes. And if we know who God is based on his word, we should confess that from our mouths and cry that out back to God. And he confessed the righteousness of God. He not only confessed the righteousness of God, but listen, he confessed his own wickedness, his own sin and the sin of the people, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible that between verses four and verses 20, the whole entire prayer is David confessing sin. And he didn't just say, oh God, the people are rebellious. Oh God, the people are shameful. Oh God, these people of Israel, they're not doing what you've called them to do. He's saying, oh God, we are rebellious. Oh God, we have turned away from you. Oh God, we have not followed the ways that you've called us to walk in. He included himself in that, right? He confessed his sin. At, the, at verse 20, it says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin, the angel showed up to him, right? So he was part of that. And, and I mean, if we want God to answer our prayers quickly, listen, it starts by confessing our sin. It starts by just being real about who we are and the mistakes that we made. Listen, when, as soon as we come to this place of confessing our sin and just bringing ourselves to a place of humility and recognizing we have blame in this, the more God answers our prayers. It's incredible. So many times when there's relational issues between two people or three people, everyone's quick to point the finger. Listen, let me just encourage you. You want God to meet you in a, in a relational dispute? Point the finger to yourself, see your own mistakes, and take those mistakes to the Lord, right? Listen, I told you before, listen, our heart is deceitful and wicked. And for some reason, we are afraid to confess our mistakes. We're afraid to be open about it. We're afraid to let other people know we have mistakes in our life. But the truth is, God responds quickly when we repent and when we confess and when we recognize, oh God, I blew it again, right? Listen, we have sin in every area of our lives, whether it's in our family situation, in our businesses, in our private life, our, our public life, whether it's what we watch on TV, whether what we listen to sometimes, what we think, right? There is sin throughout all of our hearts. Our, our heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. And we need to come to a place where we just say to God, God, search me and know me. Try me, know my thoughts. Know if there's any wicked way within me. Just look in me, right? See the areas, right? Lord, I'm, I'm pulling down my pride and my arrogance. Lord, do I have a duplistic heart? Lord, am I divided heart, right? Lord, is, is there complaining in my heart in my life? Lord, is there gossip? Have I spoke bad about others? God, am I setting my eyes on things I shouldn't? Am I idolizing people or, or, or things that I, I don't need that I'm putting above you, God? This is where we come. We come to a place of confession, but when we do, God hears us. Finally, we see from Daniel that he prayed for mercy with passion, right? That when Daniel came to the Lord, he didn't come with these cold prayers um, that were just spoken from his mind, but he prayed with fire in his heart. I think sometimes when we read his prayer, we can just kind of read it like in a boring way um, and we don't know the injection or the, the tone of his voice, right? We can kind of read it like verse 18, oh my God, incline your ear and hear. Verse 19, oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, pay attention and act. But, but I just believe Daniel had so much passion and fire when he was praying this. You have to see that, right? I mean, he's like, oh God, incline your ear, hear us, right? He's calling out, God, hear me, Lord, right now. He's praying, oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh 
Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O God, because your city and your people are called by your name. Like there was just such a fire and such a determination. There was a a fervency in his heart. And, And when we pray, listen, we need a fervency sometimes. We need to get out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we need to get up out of the couch, right? Take our legs off the ottoman or whatever, get out of bed, get on our knees, and we need to cry out. We need to say, God, stir my heart and my emotions towards you like Daniel prayed because he prayed with fervency. I I just don't believe that, that God hears just some prayer that we read without any heart, that we need to pray with our heart, with our mind, and with our emotions to the Lord, right? And it's so important, and I see this passion. And in the time when our world is getting darker and our and sin is increasing, shouldn't we, church, have even more zeal to cry out to God, more desperation to say, God, we are desperate for you. Because listen, there's a time coming where we might be in a physical place of desperation. Then we will cry out to the Lord with emotion. But let us pray now. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other that you might be healed. For the earnest prayer, the fervent prayer uh, of the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. We need to pray with earnestness, right? With fervency, with zeal. And when we do this, here's, here's awesome. Here's what God did to Daniel. God gave him insight and understanding. It says in verse 22 here, It says, he made me understand, Daniel said this, speaking with me. And the angel said, oh, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. And we need insight and understanding, right? And and sometimes we're like, God, I don't know what direction to go in my business, in my home, in this relationship situation that's just really bad. We need to pray. And we need to believe that when we pray like Daniel with that passion, with that determination, right? With a heart of confessing, right? Our sins and our mistakes, when we do that, God will answer us quickly and he will give us insight and wisdom and understanding, sometimes through his word, sometimes through other people, sometimes just through the Holy Spirit will speak to us on how we should act and live like Jesus. And so he gives understanding and insight. And one last nugget of truth I want to give you is he gave Daniel specific insight and understanding in what he said. He said this in verse 23. He says, at the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out and I've come to tell it to you for you are greatly loved. And I just believe that that angel came to remind Daniel, Daniel, you are greatly loved by God. And I'm here to remind you today that you are greatly loved by God. I mean, just think of this, that Daniel came and he confessed his sins and the sins of the people with earnestness and and fervor and vigor and with a determination and fasting. God's like, go quickly, go to Daniel, give him this message, help him to understand what's gonna happen, which he eventually does, but let him know that he is greatly loved. And man, maybe, maybe the greatest prayer we need answer today. I know we want God to answer a prayer quickly, but maybe your greatest answer to prayer that you need today is just for you to know in the depths of your soul that God greatly loves you. That just like it says in Romans 5, that God already demonstrated his love, that while we were sinners and we made tons of mistakes, that Christ died for and just remember that today. And I, I just got to pray over you today. And, I, and I'm just believing that God's going to answer our prayer quickly and just remind some of us that we are 
deeply loved. And when I know that I'm deeply loved by God, then I, I, mean, I want to pray more, right? I want to call out to him more. I want to confess my mistakes more to him, saying, God, I'm sorry I live like this. Give me mercy. Give me mercy for my family. Listen, I want to fast. I want to say, I don't need these things. I want to take some time to go deeper in prayer with the Lord because he already loves me. So we're just going to close by praying today. And I'm just going to believe that as we pray like Daniel prayed, that he's going to hear us right away. That right now, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, as you join with me in prayer, that God hears you right in this moment. So let's pray. God, we call upon you, O God of heaven and earth. And Lord, we come to you. Lord, we set our face upon you. Lord, we're desperate for you. Lord, and, and, and Lord, we recognize you are righteous and you are holy and there is none like you. You are great and mighty. You are truly the same God from Daniel's age as you are today and you will always be that way. And I thank you for that. And I pray right now, God, that you would forgive us of our rebellion. Forgive me of my rebellious heart. Forgive me of times that I haven't listened to you. Forgive me for times that I, I've done the things that I know I shouldn't do, Lord. Forgive me for the times I did the things I wanted to do that were against your word. Forgive me for the times that I complained or I had bitterness towards somebody or I didn't forgive. Forgive me for times that I judged someone else when I shouldn't have. Forgive me, God for many mistakes. Forgive me for those things that I just feel so guilty from the past that, that just haunt me, Lord. Let me receive your forgiveness, Lord. I cry to you, oh Lord, give us mercy today. Give your people mercy today, Lord. We call to you, Lord. We're asking for mercy. And Lord, remind us, Lord, that you love us. Lord, I just pray, give a gift right now to everyone watching, Lord. You just give us a gift to just remind us in the depths of our heart that we are your beloved, that you deeply love us. And Lord, when we struggle to see it, Lord, when we struggle to feel it, Lord, help us to look at your son Jesus and look at all that he's done for us. And Lord, help us to walk in that love, God. Lord, I just pray for the person who feels so cast out by so many people that nobody accepts them, God. Lord, help them to know today, do a miracle, answer prayer right now, right now, God, that they would know that they are loved by God Almighty. So, so Lord Jesus, we thank you and bless your holy name.